Well, hello, people of the earth. Thank you for checking out today's episode of O. Jeremiah Talks, the podcast where Aaron and I have marriage counseling and catch up all in real time. Uh, We have a super fun conversation today. Uh, We're talking about, uh, there's the story about a guy named Thad Cockrell that we talk about for our music part of our podcast today. Uh, And it's more than just about a guy that has a, a funny anecdote. It's a story about not giving up. It's a story about how weird the music industry can be. And it's a story about a really good song. Uh, so that is part of the podcast this week. And then we have, a, we, we talk about a movie called Lockdown that's on HBO Max and the inevitable COVID genre of movies that are coming our way. Uh, this is a really fun episode. I had a, I had a lot of fun. Aaron had a lot of fun. And we missed you. There, I said it. We were both thinking it. So let's just jump right in. Uh, if you want more stuff like this, head to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ojeremiah. It's the, the the most helpful way to support us right now. We've released uh, two new singles in our music tier of Patreon that will uh, release sometime. We don't even know when they're going to release to the public. But uh, and we got a whole bunch of fun stuff coming your way on Patreon. So if you're into that, patreon.com slash ojeremiah. All right, let's get into it. O Jeremiah Talks. Bow, bow. I wanted to be you talking on the intro. I know we're feeling together. Yeah. How are you, my love? Guess who took a nap today? I just woke up. I th- Can you tell? Like, do I have sleepy voice? I'm trying to hide it. Oh, you kind of do. You don't have to talk about it. Sorry, I, I wasn't trying to no. out you. I'm just... Um, no, no, I have no shame. I'm I always don't surprised. Nap, I don't nap enough to carry nap shame. Mm. It's always an unexpected treat when I actually fall asleep. Because usually good. when I'm trying to nap, it's me fighting tooth and nail, and then I just end up getting up. But... What happened? Oh, this stupid bone that Noodles got. So, I was like, what happened last night? But I just... That was last night? Yeah, so at 4 a.m., uh, Noodles wakes me up to go to take her out, and I. So we we are on the second floor of our apartment complex. So I walk her down at four a.m. and I've never been mad when she does it. It's never did, a big deal in the middle of the night. Did you watch her the whole time? I watched her the whole time, but in the back, there's like it's it's kind of hard to tell what's going on, especially at four a.m. So I walk down with her, and she's like sniffing around, and I think like, okay, Noodles, let's get this over with. I'm like sleepy. Yeah. So she she potties and then uh she starts sniffing or whatever runs up i don't think anything about it yeah and then as soon as she jumps back in the bed she's like chewing on what is obviously a loud bone because i told i i woke up and i was like hey did you give her a treat and you were like no i was like well she's so we've had instances where she's had chicken bones before and it freaks us out because we're like oh we don't want her to die whatever yeah so this time it was it was so obviously like a bone that was so loud and you're like no and so we both like wrangle her and we get her mouth open we're like trying everything we can to get it from her and then we're like shoot it's too late she swallowed it so then we go back to sleep we try to go back to sleep i'm not asleep yet but like 30 or so minutes later i hear the same chewing sound and I was like, that joker hid the bone in her mouth. So that way she could chew it in peace. So that way, and she was, babe, but she's so smart because she was waiting for us to fall asleep to where she presented it again. So we hung her upside down. Yes. And sh- tried to shake it out of her mouth so and it fell. So at 4.30 in the morning, we finally uh, coax it out of her. But yeah. I am so, uh, I'm wide awake at this point. Yeah, but uh, again, it is 
kind of amazing to me that she did that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to build her up too much. It's a, dog, I, a dog had a bone. I know, but she hid it from it. That was so yeah, smart of her. Yeah, but, I mean, she's a dog. I know. But uh, whenever that happened, I, there was no going back to sleep for me. It was over. I was fine. It, I can't when I'm up and I'm. There's no way. So I wake up today. I start writing. I start pretending like my dad, I worked out. Like I, I started pretending like, oh, I'm going to make the best out of today. And then around like 11 a.m., I realize I've made a huge error. Yeah, you day. text me. You're like, I'm napping whenever I get home. And, and I, said, I okay. walked in the door like a freight train bound for the bed to take a hard nap. And boy, did I set you up for a good one. I did. And then I woke up. I've got some grin coffee. Do you like the way that I woke you up? I, I love the way you went. Uh, you it was, said it was very subtle. I didn't say anything. No, you didn't. And you said, um, "Why don't you have a little apple and coffee?" Yeah, and I even I told said, you what to. Wow, do. that sounds Ready. pretty good. I opened the curtains. I turned off your sound machine. Like I feel like I did it the way I would want to be wake woken up. That's very nice. Okay, okay, so how is your? How are your feelings? Will roll roll the spin the wheel of feelings. Good. Yeah, I'm a little like stressed today because we bought a TV off Target, <laughs> and uh, you got a deal on it. You got. Uh, because we, we're not big, we're big TV people, but we're not big not on... Not really. We're not big on, like, the quality of technology yeah, when it comes to, like, time, entertainment. The last time I bought a TV, I didn't even know you could get the internet on TV, and now that's all you can get is internet TVs, smart yeah. TVs. That's not, like, the only reason I'm stressed. I mean, I don't like making big purchases like that, especially with technology, but I think I've just... I let the day get away from me, and I... uh like I've had like a productive day. My time management hasn't been awesome. Monday sneak up on you. Yeah, I like. And this is a Monday. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday was yeah. my birthday. I guess we should talk about that. Oh my gosh! How did we just like blow past that? Well, yesterday was my birthday, and we celebrated hard. And uh, we went to Clocked, which is a burger place in Athens, Georgia. That's like my favorite restaurant in town. Your favorite meal, right? Yeah. But so I think part of the reason I was so slow today is we ate hot garbage and it was a great time. That was great. We had, um, and then I we came back and made milkshakes afterwards. You made milkshakes out of. That was a little aggressive. With but. peanut M&Ms. So my favorite childhood treat. Uh-huh. Like if you want me to feel like Baby J. Get me a vanilla, uh, soft, it's not soft serve. It's whenever you mix vanilla it's ice cream. McFlurry. And, That's and, what... Yeah. It, but it was this place in Mississippi called Walker's Dairy Bar. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't actually McDonald's. Because it wasn't McDonald's. Uh, but I love an Eminem McFlurry. I think it's the ultimate dessert because I'm not a big dessert guy. But if I'm going to do it, that's how I'm going to do it. If you had a $40 dessert, I would still be like, no, no, I'll just take a McFlurry. Like, it doesn't matter. It does not get better than that mm. to me. And uh, you made homemade Eminem McFlurries. But the, it's not an um, Eminem McFlurry. It's called a Tiger Blend. That's what it's called. Sure. At Walker's Dairy Bar, you would go in, and it was one of those like so southern places. Like you could walk in with like a pistol fr- hanging from your hip, and like they they their specialty was fried catfish, like that kind of place. On Wednesdays? Oh no, every day. Oh goodness. And uh, <laughs> that's impressive. But I would all, the only thing that I would come in for was their chicken tenders, 
or because they had homemade honey mustard, which actually isn't that an impressive, isn't that impressive? I just made some of that. That's so weird that I'm not joking. I literally just made some of that for dinner. That's amazing. Um, Is this where you would know Vicks is where you got your chicken biscuit? You had a lot of chicken fixes in. I mean, that's a Mississippi thing. If if there's a chicken, we will fry it. That's a hundred percent. No, no, I get that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. How are you? How I guess you're feeling. We already discussed that. What tired? Your birthday? You're 31. Yeah, I'm 31. Ready to, ready to, ready fold to it mingle. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 31, feeling fun. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about. So, I, I I saw this story. Oh, this is so encouraging. Yeah. So the, let's talk about Thad Cockrell and and what it's like being 31. I think. So yesterday, I, f- I keep seeing this image. You know, whenever something goes viral to the point where, like, on the twentieth time you see it, you're like, "I guess I should click on this." I've had I've fallen for that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I keep seeing this thing, and I keep seeing this guy named Thad uh, tagged in it, and it's Jimmy Fallon. And I've heard the name Thad Cockrell before. I've seen him a couple of times in Nashville, and. I've I've he's co-written with a lot of artists that we like. Like a lot of people will tag him as like, oh, I can't wait for the new single I wrote with Thad Cockrell. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. Um, he's older than uh, you would expect an artist to be at like that level. Uh, that's that sounds like I'm being rude. I'm not. Um, you know, it's he's been doing it a really long time. Yeah, has he been pursuing this for like what thirty years? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it seems, it seems like it's been a, it's a long enough time. And because you start pursuing a music career at a young age, again, I may get this story all kinds of wrong. You have all the liberties to look him up as you wish. I I think it's, um, after hearing this story for the first time, I feel like the likelihood of looking it up is strong because it is so encouraging. Yeah. So I feel like people are going to be gracious because they're going to look it up. Yeah. So... My the extent of my knowledge on Thad is that he is very beloved by his peers. Everyone says he's like the nicest guy and one of the best guys to to write with. That's a that's a cool trait to have. Yes, and he's a family man. I think he has he has some kids. He's he's married. Uh, and this story. Those are the only three things I know about Thad. Okay. Okay. So, like us, he releases an album in pandemic. He spends a really long time getting. Britney Howard is on the album. Like oh, he, wow. he's like made. He like did all the work to have a great album, and just like us, it, it comes out in pandemic, and it's got a single on it. Like the single on it was called um, "Swingin." Okay, and the hook of the song is, "If I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go down swinging." Right? We've all heard that phrase before, but the way he sings it, it's like really anthemic. It's if I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go down swinging. It's like really, mm-hmm. it's really dope. It's a good, it's a good theme. It's great, great thing. Uh, but the you know the song is is essentially uh, I'm not gonna give up, and I guess over pandemic that stopped being his story because he was like, I think I'm gonna give up because I I put all put all the hard work into this album. I've been doing this for years. I have no guiding light that this is the move for me. Because I wonder how many albums he has released. Uh, I mean, I'll look right now. I mean, a lot. That's a great question. Because I'm wondering if he, maybe he put all of his money, all of his efforts into this album and then was like, afterwards was like, what's the point? Well, I'm on here and Warped 
Warmth and Beauty is the first album he has listed on Spotify, and it came out in 2003. So I was 13. Oh, so he he really has pour, he really did pour everything into that album and well, then no, was mean, like expecting it to go huge no i mean he he he's got an album called begonias in 2005 to be loved in 2009 oh i thought you were saying that 2003 was the only one no okay like okay. he's released albums and i think he's got a ton of albums on with other people like he's yeah he's been in the business since forever at least and he's creating all the time maybe this time he was just like so burnt out from pandemic well i mean you know with everything pandemic kind of felt like the last straw in a lot of ways and i guess for him that was the case he was just like you know what like i've i've given this all i've got so i'm i think i'm gonna find something else to do with the rest of my life so he writes an instagram post or he writes his manager he writes to his manager and as it's described as a manifesto, basically being like, I'm going to find something else to do. Like, thanks for being on this journey with me. I'm out. I can do something else. Yes. And meanwhile, Jimmy Fallon goes into a hardware store <laughs> and hears swinging in the hardware store. And he's like bebopping in the hardware store in New York City. And he's like, wow, this song is like really catchy. This is like my jam right now. And he reaches out to Thad's management and was like, hey, I just heard this song in the hardware store. I need this guy to come on the show. So Thad, that's like, that's nuts. Yeah, that's like one in a gazillion, right? So <laughs> Thad re goes to connect with his management team and he's like, you know what? Let's make, I just need to call and make sure that they know that like there's no hard feelings, whatever. Let's just make this breakup official or whatever. And they're like, Hey, just so you know, we're not talking about the manifesto that you sent. Uh, we just got a call from Jimmy Fallon's. You know, we just got a call from the Tonight Show, and you're going to be on the Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Fallon in the video says that Thad just cried for an hour. The video is really worth looking up. Yes. Of so, Oh, the video I'm talking about. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's times on any Tonight Show where – they will tell you, and next week or and tomorrow night we'll hear from so and so. But this was one of the most loved, genuine announcements I've ever seen of Jimmy Fallon being like giving like a preemptive announcement of this guy that he's going to have on his show. Yes, right? Was that kind of rare? Uh, uh, I I don't watch Jimmy Fallon a lot enough to know. to know. I'm the same way. Yeah, but I do know that it was very heartfelt. And now on Tuesday, Thad. Maybe it's it's either tomorrow or next Tuesday. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, is going, he's getting flown out to Jimmy Fallon, and The Roots is going to be his backing band, and they're going to play swinging. And Oh, uh, wow. Does he get to play guitar or? Yeah. Um, it's like his. I mean, his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but just the idea that you, ju you just never know. And the you never know has been my guiding light m my whole life. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, whenever I turned 31, the thought I had was, I am just getting started. And I don't think it's like the delusional, like, because I'm also going to pull a fad. Right. Because that's not what I mean. What I mean. When I'm 50. <laughs> yeah. When I'm, when I'm 45, I'm going to get my big break. Uh, because I like doing this so much that, like, I'll, I'll be here as long as it takes, you know? Right. And it was just really cool to see a story like that. It feels like there's so much no in the world right now. And to see someone doing something so similar to us get a big fat yes 
it just it made me it like filled me all the way up have was it you and i talking about the idea of a creative just kind of like giving up and then something happens big for them uh no that wasn't me but i love that how did that come about maybe i was listening to a podcast or something but um so i you hear that a lot of times of someone like being like you know what maybe this isn't i'm just going to kind of let go and i i don't think it's giving up more of it's just like loosening your grip of control over it yeah i think because i've had i've had big ups and big downs with battling with comparison in my life and i just i feel like that's kind of like fading with time i feel like that is the thing that has kind of washed away the most with time and a lot of that has to do with like how much time i'm spending on instagram or whatever but i when i saw that instead of feeling like jealousy or whatever all i felt was like oh like we all get that shot or whatever like you're really happy for him i was really happy and i don't know him well and i think uh just to make jealousy more manageable, time does that. Yes. Because, like, if you know someone, I don't know why, but uh, in in any craft that you're in, if you've been at it for a really long time and then get noticed, there, there's, like, a huge level of respect. Yeah. But if you haven't been doing it for very long and then you get noticed, it feels like there's, like, less respect. Yeah. I, I can't but get over... But then there's less respect, more jealousy. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I struggle really bad with TikTok in that way because legitimately it's like post goofy video go super viral. Next thing you know, they've got like 150,000 followers or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it last week I posted a like a my first Instagram reel. Yeah. I only have 1,000 followers and within 20 minutes it had like 10,000 views. And you and I were just, like, watching it happen, and we were like, what the frick is happening right now? Like, why is why is this happening? And it was, like, a one-time, like, fluke, but it was definitely just, like, no, like, this can't happen. I need to do this for a long time, you know, like. Yeah, because we both, we both struggle with being, like, like, we'll be up for a commercial or something, mm-hmm. and we'll both have that narrative in our heads of, oh, we don't deserve this. Yeah, but we, yeah, but at the same time, like it's, I don't know which one's heavier because I, I also am super convinced we're going to get it every time. Right. It's, yeah. It's just battling those, you know, you've got the angel like, on the right, the devil on the left. Oh, kind of this thing. is the time because yeah. we've put in our time. Yeah. So to hear someone like Thad have that story, it makes all the times I see these TikTokers rise to the top just because they posted like a funny video. Then now they like their job is making content or whatever. Um, that stings, but a story like that just fills me up with like hope and you know gratitude. Because like, if I'm honest with myself, when I see those TikToker videos, I'm like, the question I have to ask myself is, am I jealous of the content or am I jealous of the followers? And I don't think followers is something you should covet. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if I if I had to trade my life for theirs one for one, would I be proud of my work? And it's not a slight at them. I just don't value TikToky videos. Like I got into this to write songs, not make goofy videos where I'm like dancing to a song. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, and swinging, I highly recommend. It is a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like I and watch I, the Jimmy Fallon promo <clears throat> of him coming on, and then if he airs tomorrow night, we should share that video. 
I've watched that one too, I think. Yeah. I'm excited. It's a really great video. We should tune in for that. Yeah, it's a really great video. Okay, uh, let's talk about... The nice little surprise of this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? You, You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Okay, I feel like we watched our first movie of the inevitable COVID genre. Yes, and can I say, the only reason we even hit play on this is because our our buddy Michael Foley told us to. Yeah. Is that weird? Like, you have, there are some people in your life that whenever they recommend something, you're just like on it. And I think that there is a weird, like... You have if you're gonna recommend something, it's like you're putting capital at stake, because like I don't want to put my reputation on Thirty Rock because that's such a more niche comedy. Yeah. But if you've never seen The Office, I'm gonna go. I bet you a million dollars you're gonna get something out of The Office. Mm -hmm. Or even like I feel that strongly about Schitt's Creek. Exactly. Yeah. But there are certain people in my life. And this dude is one of them. Anytime he recommends something to me, I'm like, okay, well, I got to do it. Yeah. Because it's he, you play the cards close to your chest whenever you want someone to be like, oh, okay, no, I actually like have to watch The Mandalorian because like you're a huge Star Wars fan and you said this like recovers the Star Wars franchise or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. So we go to watch Lockdown and uh, it's a movie on HBO Max. Anne Hathaway. Preview doesn't sell it. Preview Can I say that? No, no. Absolutely, I agree with that. Like, it never... I saw it, and I was like, uh, I don't know that I'm... I think I'm too close to COVID to be able to watch this right now. Okay, so that was my biggest takeaway, was I don't know if I'm ready. Because I'm still living it. Because I'm still living it. That's how it, I felt, yeah. It, it made me realize how much escapism is important with like being submerged in a film. But it's a very surreal feeling to be like, oh, I'm there also. Yeah. Like I felt like I was a character in the movie that was waiting to get screen time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because they were feeling things that I was feeling and they were making decisions based on that same feeling. But it's a movie about pandemic and kind of like, the the effects of lockdown, the effects of being cooped up for months and months and months. And then it kind of turns into like an action suspense movie, like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And my favorite part was like the last 30 minutes of the movie. You and I kind of paused and we were like, what do you think is going to happen? And like it, it was so fun to be like, oh, I don't I they could I don't know how they want to end this. But yeah. but it, but you're not really like. For some reason, you're not super stressed while watching it. Yeah. I was, I had the same feeling as whenever we watched uh, Chef. Chef is a perfect movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I want to get this guy's name right because he bl- blew me away. It's uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, I'm like, I'm sorry. That is, I'm wow. butchering it yeah, so yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. In my defense, that's like, that's, that's a tougher one. The lead actor in this movie was wonderful. Is that what you're trying to say? He was amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I also was blown away by, I think she goes by Annie Hathaway now. 
Okay. She prefers to be called Annie. I like that. I know. I, I li- yeah, I she's love... like, actually, real quick, I've always wondered. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know I'm 34, but I've been holding this against all you people for so long. <laughs> so funny. She, I've always been super impressed by her. Recently, what was that show that we watched? Uh, love. Oh, love, my gosh. Uh, do- no, Love Does. I don't remember. It was an Amazon Prime show. Amazon Prime show. Um, it's, I think. It's called. I'll look it up. Like, yeah, but it's she but plays it's, someone that struggles with a mental health condition. Yes, and she does such a good job. What are the? What's it called? Whenever it's not like a, a, a storyline, like a series. It's um, every episode is a different story. Yeah, what's that? I forget what that's called. But so it's not. She's not in every episode. That's. She's, you know, I think she's only in. She's just in the one. Yeah, she's just in the one. We never finished that show, but um, the episode with her in it was incredible. And I already respected her a lot, but after that, it really blew me away. And then after this movie, after Locked Up, I i mean, my respect has maintained. It's called, <laughs> it's called Modern Love. Modern Love. Looked, there yeah. we go. But yeah, she, um, her character was very interesting in Locked Up. I liked Lockdown. it. Lockdown. Lock, Lockdown, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a really interesting, and I the whole time I was watching it, I was like, we're about to watch, for the next year, every movie is going to be this. It's going to be, and for this take on lockdown, there's time travel or whatever. Yeah, it was risky. I keep forgetting how risky it was to put that out there. Also, it has very real psychological effects that I don't even know if were intended, but they go into these... into these locations that have people there and you get anxiety because people aren't wearing masks. Like it is a legitimate thing to where, you know, cause like when you watch, if you watch when Harry met Sally, it's in the back of your mind that they're standing closer than six feet apart. Like really? Yeah. Oh, I that happens really... to me in every TV show I'm watching right now. Oh, that's, that stinks. But also this is, this movie I would say is set at the beginning of pandemic. Yes. Because and it's te- also set in London. Yeah, it's set in London, but it they definitely sometimes it like hits it on the nose like okay, we get it this is covid and we're all like still feeling it. Yeah, sometimes it was like a little it had to be kind of cheesy to make the point. Yeah. And I wonder how much stuff like that ages. Like will we really remember in 10 years how much we all drank more during pandemic, you know? Because, like, like, they hit on that. They hit, I mean, every issue that you can imagine, they at least touch on. Yeah. But, you know, like, Zoom calls and wearing business attire over a Zoom meeting. Like, that kind of stuff. Relationship on the Fritz. Like, that's in the preview. Yeah. But the COVID genre is definitely coming. And I feel like this was a really good example of it done well. Yeah, I don't know if I'll if I'll keep watching COVID movies. I think you're going to have to at some point. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I, I liked the soundtrack. It complimented it well. Um, The two lead characters were my favorite. They were. Which, I mean, that's all. I mean, you know. Annie Hathaway, if that's if, if we call I know, her Annie. I why is it so hard to switch? I don't know. If Annie Hathaway is in a movie, I'm at least. There are a few actors where I'm like, I'm going to at least enjoy that performance. Yeah. And she she delivers, like always. I haven't seen a ton of stuff with him in it, but if he is in on a movie trailer, I'm like, I got to go see that movie now. Yep. He was so good. Yep. I liked his character a ton. Yes. Okay, darling. What are you super into this week? So I don't know if this is like 
Would this be considered shocking for people? Yeah, you have to say what, okay, what sorry. the thing is. I've been really into the Joe Rogan podcast. I That would shock me if I were listening to this and wasn't me. Okay. Because uh, I think Joe Rogan, there are so many misconceptions about Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, And for some reason, I just don't have those. Well, I, I've been a Joe Rogan because fan for I a really long him. time. I've been a yeah. Joe Rogan fan for a really long time. You have. I have. Uh, I see a lot of I see a lot of myself in Joe Rogan because he processes out loud. He processes out loud, and I process out loud. I've most arguments I get in are because I'm just looking for an answer for myself, and it's an accident. And it's an accident. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not trying to fight. But he also talks about how people think he's a like a raging Republican nightmare because he looks like a meathead. Oh, I don't get that at all. He says that in like every episode. He's really? like, yeah, he's like, everyone thinks that I'm like a MAGA dude because I'm bald and jacked. Like he literally has to get his shirt specifically made for him because his neck is so big. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care Yeah, about that kind of stuff. I think, well, and on a fitness side, um, I mean, he's super into hot yoga, and he talks about it all the time. Yeah. So for me to be validated in that way, that was my first in. Yeah. But there's something about the way he processes, the way he's willing to be wrong, and his openness to learning that I really admire. Yeah. And so I have been listening to him a lot. And I, I don't, like, I feel, it sucks because, like, I feel like I can't say that. No, I know, uh, because a lot of my... Maybe because our friends wouldn't... Is it weird that I like him? Uh, no, I don't... I think... I mean, he's literally the host of the biggest podcast in the world. Okay. Yeah, like... <laughs> so it, even people that don't like him are listening to him? No, I think he has a lot of people that like him that listen to him. Okay. Because I've talked to people that have said, I can't believe you listened to that Republican monster. Oh, so and I'm being leg- categorized by listening to him. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, or I, that, wouldn't, I but, wouldn't assume that you're getting. I need to not care. I, yeah. I need to not care. Yeah, if you're getting something out of it, you need to enjoy that. Yeah. But you. he literally said in the last episode I listened to, I voted for Bernie Sanders, like <laughs> in the primaries. Like, so in that way, or it, it maybe he because Bernie Sanders comes on the podcast, but he also gets people like Ben Shapiro and Alex Jones. So a lot of people criticize him because he gives other people. Um, a platform that he but that, that most people wouldn't give. Right. But I heard him say the other day, like he is never going to get Hillary Clinton on the podcast. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I have, I have but I mean, that. I don't know. I'm. I, but that's the thing. Like, oh no, that, that was with the Tulsi episode. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't get into like, I don't. I don't care that much about like that. Like I'm not. I'm his stances are not my stances, but it's just like I. But I do. I learn about. I learn a lot about health and, and nutrition whenever I, which are things that I love. Yeah. And he interviews some really cool doctors and I've, and I just enjoy listening to how he asks them questions. Yeah. Because if you, if you say I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan, you have to specify which part of Joe Rogan's lore that you're a fan of. Cause he is an expert in MMA. He was a professional yeah. pool player. Mm-hmm. He is a stand up comedian. Yeah, he, he, and I would say he, his health and nutrition. Health and nutrition. He's a like a at least aspiring bow hunter. Mm-hmm. Like he does everything. He's big on vitamin D, and I've been he on that own, for a long time. <laughs> he owns a fitness company called On It. He has a sauna in his house. Yeah, like he is. You know, he 
got the Spotify deal for $100 million. If like, I had a house, my most like unnecessary item that I would want in my house would be a sauna. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I've been sorry. a fan of Joe Rogan for a long time, and I find myself above any celebrity. He is the one I'll defend because I feel like when people go after him for his, you know, his tendencies of doing this one weird thing, I, it's usually a tell for me that they don't actually listen to him. They do the thing he says they do, which is they just assume that I'm a meathead because of the way I look. Yeah. But he is like he said the guy I wanted to be president was Andrew Yang. Like I've heard him say that before. He's like, I'm actually like super into Bernie. Like and he's he's kind to people. Yeah, I would say uh, I will say the only thing that kind of triggers me is sometimes he'll talk about fat people in a, or he calls him he's like he does a little bit of fat shaming which I don't love. Yeah. Um well, and that's like but also yeah, he, that's something I don't I mean I don't have to agree with everything he does to listen to him. <laughs> so I don't know why I feel like I have to defend myself. Uh, Every episode is 3 hours. He's going to say something you disagree with. Yeah, and and I think that's okay, but yeah, if, maybe if you haven't given him a chance like I think I think he's really interesting. Yeah. And he has a really good way of communicating with people. But do people, I also, if he's so disliked by people, because it seems like people really care for a show or they really don't. And it sounds like he has a really good, I mean, maybe he's not showing it, but it seems like it doesn't really bother him that people don't like him. Well, yeah. I mean, from a, like, let's be honest, he makes enough money to not care about what anyone thinks about him ever. Sure, but I mean, to some degree, that's still got to suck. Well, I, the, for some reason... I feel But maybe like the, at some level, you don't care. For some reason, I feel like the thing that gets missed is that his claim, like, his biggest identity is a stand-up comedian. Like, who would have thought that the biggest podcast host in the world would be a stand-up comic? Right. And he always says, I am not intelligent enough for you to base your thoughts on mine i'm an idiot i'm just talking to people that i admire and just like trying to figure life out yeah so you know even if he says things that are ridiculous that's his professional job is to be ridiculous as a comedian (laughs) like you know one of his best friends is dave Chappelle. not i don't know but he also is really close with elon musk so it's just a really he has really weird life interesting connections yeah yeah is that so I guess you can say yours is too. We ended up talking about him for a while. Uh, yeah, I'll say that mine because I just listened to his episode with um, – he's a, a Russian um, AI scientist named Lex oh, – and I also just listened to the Tulsi Gabbard episode. Uh, yeah, me too. Lex Friedman is a really great episode too. But I, I like it a lot because when I'm at the office, it is it is a really great distraction but it also like – you know, some podcasts are like really well put together and they're like edited super cool because I also like the daily from mm-hmm. New York Times and it's like really produced. And his is just like, uh, dude, do you want to do you want to try this new bourbon I got? And it's just like it's so really casual. well done, though. Yeah, of course. It's still super well done. But yeah, yeah. But my, that's and- also a great that's also a really great testament like Thad Cockrell to bring it back. He says all the time, like, I never expected this podcast to be what it was. Yeah. It was just me and my friend just talking and having fun. And yeah. it turned into this. Like, if you are doing a thing and you want this thing to be your life, you just have to keep doing it. Yeah. And I think Thad, Joe, those are great testaments of that. Keep doing it. Okay. Let's keep doing it, babe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay.